Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Blog Talk Radio. And welcome to Intersections Matches Talk Radio, a monthly holistic lifestyle show focused on the continual evolution into the best versions of our authentic selves. This is Justina, your host. I'm the founder of Intersections Match, the only national matchmaking and dating coaching company focused on Indian singles in America. As a dating coach and matchmaker, I'm a big believer in keeping all avenues of meeting people open. You know, my matchmaking clientele does include, you know, high-profile, extremely privacy-conscious, and busy clients who just cannot or will not online date. Apart from that subgroup, however, I encourage all our clients to keep the online dating avenues open in tandem with our search efforts, and uh, and we, we even offer online dating coaching for clients to optimize their online dating efforts. Today's radio show discussion will be helpful to those of you out there who have tried are trying currently or thinking of trying online dating. I'm very excited to welcome psychologist, author, and dating coach Dr. Christy Hartman to our show today. Christy has authored four books, the most recent of which, Find the Love of Your Life Online, we will be discussing today. Christy has appeared on national television, including the Today Show and Fox News Live, has had numerous appearances on local TV shows, and has made numerous radio appearances across the U.S. and Canada. Christy has also been quoted in articles for CNN.com, Match.com, Cosmopolitan, Women's Health, and Shape. Uh, welcome, Christy. Hey, thank you so much for having me, Jasmina. It's a pleasure to have you on again. And uh, first question, what led you to write Find the Love of Your Life Online? Oh, yes. Um, you know, as, as someone, even before I started writing dating books, but certainly since I've begun writing them, I've talked to so many people who've dated online, and most of the time when they talk about it, they're frustrated. They're mm. like, oh, it's not what I thought it was going to be, or oh, I met the craziest guy or the weirdest woman, <laughs> or you know, mm-hmm. I, it, or they just find it incredibly frustrating, and I thought to myself, we need a good manual on, um, on how to do this right. And I've also done a lot of searching. I've done a lot of looking at profiles online myself. I, do, I just do this in my spare time. I'll, I'll get on to Match or somewhere and just look at people's profiles. And I think, you know, this could use improvement, that could use improvement. And I start seeing regularly mistakes people are making that are kind of hindering them from getting the results they want. And so I wanted to kind of put that into a book to help people out. 
Wonderful. Well, now, your book, in one, one of the ways um, I think your book is really insightful, your book points to what you term, um, you know, quote, the online trap as, right. you know, it's most challenging and difficult aspect of online dating. I'd love for you to share with our audience um, what you mean by that, the online trap. Yeah, so um, I'm glad you asked that because um, that is kind of one of the fundamental themes in the book. Um, the online trap is the tendency people have um, online to be pickier online than they are when dating conventionally um, or offline. Um, they tend to be pickier or they, they, they look for their ideal rather than what they're willing to um, date. So to use an example, um, a woman might, you know, a woman who's of average height, maybe 5'5", five, five, like me, might, you know, really like tall men and decided, well, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to go after tall men online. I'm going to go after men over six feet because I think they're sexy. And what she doesn't realize is that, you know, she's probably more than willing to date men of pretty much any height, certainly um, her height or above, and she's basically narrowing herself to, to only about 15% of men, um, most of whom other women are trying to date. So she's kind of shooting herself in the foot a little bit. So, um, yeah, the online trap is, and, and we do this because, you know, online they give you all those options, right? Choose, you know, yeah. what kind of eye color do you want? What hair color do you want? What age do you want to date? And it's very tempting to put, well, these are what I ideally want instead of putting, what am I open to? What are you open to? Absolutely. Um, I I love that. It's, you know, you're not custom ordering something, like you said, from a, from a catalog in that sense. Um, <laughs> well, there's a great, I actually would love to quote directly from your book because I found there's a great pair of quotes in your book, which I'd like to share with our listeners and, and then have you, you know, expand a little bit on, um, on that. And so quoting directly, um, quote, stubbornly requiring men to be a certain height or to make a certain income does not mean you have high standards. Instead, it means you have low standards, that you put surface traits, which do not predict marital happiness, far ahead of substantive traits that do predict marital happiness, um, end quote. And again, I, you know, I thought this was a great quote, so I wanted to share it directly, um, unblemished, with, your, uh, with our listeners here. Um, t- you know, t- tell, me, tell me about that. You know, I, I'm glad you mentioned that because as a matchmaker, I'm sure you deal with this a lot. Sometimes... People, we all can get very attached to certain ideals we have about the partner we want to spend our lives with, you know, and mm-hmm. we have certain fantasies or certain, we imagine them to look a certain way or to act a certain way or to make a certain income. And and I, I don't believe there's anything wrong with that. I think it's perfectly okay to have ideals or fantasies, you know, but in reality, oftentimes we can't always get everything we want. You know, we have to focus on 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 what's most important. And often, you know, if you're looking for something long-term, you know, um, a a relationship or marriage, you want the traits that are going to make you happy down the road. And the truth is, as much as um, a woman may love tall men or get excited about, you know, alpha males, you know, those traits aren't, aren't, do not have any correlation to being happy over the long term. And so um, being online makes it so much easier to go after those things it's hard to, you know, when you're online, it's hard to look for is, is great with kids or, you know, gets along well with people or, you know, has a great work ethic. You know, those are harder things to see in people. You have to get to know people before you know right. if they have those traits. 
Whereas online, it's very easy to see um, if someone's good looking or if they're tall. And um, and I tell women, you know, so many people are so afraid of settling, and they think when I tell them to be open-minded, I'm, I'm encouraging them to settle, and I'm really not. You know, settling is is being with somebody who doesn't do it for you, for being with somebody who's clearly not right for you. You know, but being open-minded to a variety of people isn't settling, settling at all. It's just letting go of your ideals and being open-minded to what's possible. I think that's great. Um, absolutely. It's not to not, it's to be selective, but to be selective about the right things. And the right thing could be different for different people, so there's no sort of one right thing. But to be, you know, I think very right. deliberate what the right things are. So I, I definitely think that's, um, you know, um, I definitely agree with that. Your book, you know, makes a number of recommendations on the topic of, you know, I know this topic comes up a lot for people, especially, like you said, because of the algorithm, algorithms and just the nature of online dating, you know, people have cut off. So, you know, your book makes a number of recommendations on the topic of age, age range, right? So yes. um, I'd love if you'd share just one of those, one of your recommendations with our listener with respect to um to age range and, and what you say. And, again, we have men and women audience members, so, you know, pick a, pick a gender, pick only one of your, you know, many recommendations you make about that. Okay. Yeah, when it comes to age range, um, both men and women kind of tended to, to, narr- to, to make it too narrower than it needs to be. Um, men, in particular, tend to have to only seek out, just online, not in real life, um, but just online, they tend to seek out women who are younger than they are. And... And, and this is an oddity because most men are willing to date somebody older. So what I tell men is broaden your age range. Go, you know, broaden your age range to, to encompass women, to search for women who are a few years older than you as well as younger than you. And this will greatly um, increase the odds of, of finding somebody who's right for you. And um, same with women. I, women tend to, use, they, um, they tend to have narrower age ranges. Um, some of them want younger. Some of them want older. Some of them want right around their age. But I tell women, greatly expand your age range to what you at all conceive of dating. You know, you may not, a a man who's 10 years older or younger may not be your ideal, but there are exceptions to the rule. So what I say is just be open-minded, make your age range as broad as possible, you know, but, but while still being realistic about who's right for you to date. Excellent. So not get too focused on, on the number itself, but uh, bring in more people to be able to get to understand if they could be, um, you know, they could be someone you'd be interested in. Uh, all right. And your book categorizes, speaking of which, actually, your book categorizes criteria to be strict about, um, to be cautious about, to be relaxed about. So it's, you know, you actually have these three buckets. It seems like, you know, something, you know, criteria to be strict about, to be cautious about, to be relaxed about. Um, and I think you do it in a very helpful way. So I'd be great if you would just name, let's say, all those three buckets. Again, strict about, cautious about, relaxed about. Just name one criterion of the several criteria you mentioned in each of the three categories. Name one thing you think um, you encourage your readers to be strict about. You know, one thing you encourage them to be cautious about and one, you know, more relaxed about. Um, so our readers get a flavor of what your guidelines are in that sense. Yeah, um, I think there's not a lot of criteria to be strict about up front. You know, down the road maybe, yes. But up front, I think people should be very strict about um, whether um, the person that they're dating wants to have children. Sometimes it's very easy to ignore that online. If you 
are looking for marriage and children, you don't want to mm-hmm. date someone who isn't looking for that. You know, and that's something people actually overlook really often. And, um, you know, sometimes they won't say it, but most of the time online people will say, yes, I, I definitely want kids or more kids if they already have some, or I'm not so sure, or um, definitely not. But if you want kids, you want to date someone who's like, you know, someday I want them, or yes, I definitely want them, and you skip all the others. Um, likewise, if you do not want kids, you don't want to date people who do, and that's just never going to work. So um, as far as criteria to be flexible about, um, I would say things like um, politics or how much a person works out. Um, politics, I mean, if you are really, really staunchly conservative, you're probably not going to get that along that well with somebody very liberal. But if you're kind of middle in the ro- of the road, I wouldn't put too much stock in that because sometimes you might find that you agree on certain issues once you get to know each other, at least on the important issues. Um, you know, how much somebody works out, you know, somebody can say that they work out five times a week and one person might be out there um, riding 100 milers and, other, and one person might be just walking their dog, you know, and and, and maybe that's going to work and maybe it's not. So I, I tell people to be flexible. Finally, I say, it's thing, you know, a couple of things to, to not worry about are things like hair and eye color. You know, the fact ah. is, is your ideal might be blonde or, you know, your ideal might be dark hair, dark eyes. But the truth is, is there's always an exception to that rule. I, you know, definitely ignore any of those physical criteria because, you know, that you just never know what the right person's going to look like. Mm, okay. Um, and your book, you know, your book discusses numerous do's and don'ts about that all-important, in my opinion, when you're dating online, all-important pictures um, in terms of, uh, so you have a lot of do's and don'ts regarding posting pictures online. And um, I'm thinking, again, let's just share, would love for you to share one of those with our listeners. Um, can share a do and a don't maybe um, in terms of your recommendations about those pictures. Okay. Yeah, I mean, a picture is important. Um mostly because it's the very first thing somebody sees. And it's also kind of the gateway to get them to read your profile. They're probably not going to read their, your profile if they don't find your picture at least somewhat interesting because they're looking at thousands of other pictures. So what I tell people is to use a, get a quality photo. You know, and it has to be quality and it has to be recent. It has to be within the last year or so. Because any you know, time before that, you know, we change, even if suddenly over the years. And, um, yeah. and it should be quality, no red eye, no, you know, crappy lighting. You definitely, <laughs> um, you know, you, you want it to look yeah. you know, like a decent photo, but don't make it, prof- I don't, I'm not a believer in professional quality photos, kind of like the one on the front of my website, because that does look like me, but it's a professional, it's a professional me. It doesn't look like I look every day, and you never want to disappoint somebody by putting too good of a photo. You want it to make it good, but realistic. Um, interesting, and, interesting. Yeah. So that's one yeah. place. That, it's one place that you know. I actually do recommend a lot of our clients do get professional pictures, but and I think that you know this part we would agree. I think the fundamental thing that you want to look as you will look when you meet the person. So it's not like you go and get a professional picture and you look entirely different from what you're going to present when you meet the person because that's just not well serving. So kind of depending on how you do it, um, one way or the other. But at the end of the day, I completely agree. You want to post something that no one's going to be surprised to see you when you meet, which is the ultimate goal at the end of the day here. Um, right. So that's the thing. With the, 
um, with the fresh oak. But, uh, but yeah, high quality. And, um, and I do agree. You know, the thing is, I think sometimes we forget, anytime someone's online, they're likely to be peppered with just, oh, even if they don't deliberately themselves go look up other people, you know, the online site will send them additional people. So you're always sort of there where you're getting compared to so many others and, you know, just having yours just stand out for being authentic uh, and quality picture, you know, can go a long way in that sense. Um, you know, your your book discusses a great number of useful tips regarding profiles, which, you know, are really, and people do read them, and they are important. Will you share just one of your um, one of your tips with our listeners about the, uh, the profiles? Yeah, so um, one tip for a good profile, probably the best tip of all, is to is to avoid being generic. Um, so many, well, I read these profiles, and so many of them say things like, "I love to travel." Um, I love going out and having a great meal. I, um, you know, I love spending time with friends and family. There's nothing wrong with those, but they really don't tell anybody about about you as a human being. A lot of people like those things. So what I tell people is, tell us where you've traveled, where specifically. You know, give us cities and countries. Um, where would you like to travel? Where is your, you know, the number one place on your list you want to travel next? Um, you know, what food specifically do you like? What do you cook at home? What meals are you really good at? What's your absolute favorite ice cream flavor? You know, and that, you know, what specific books have you read? What are your favorite all-time movies? Um, and that helps people get a picture of what you're like. It also gives them, a re- you know, something to talk to you about. So when a man emails a woman and says, oh, you loved Argo also, that's my favorite movie this year. It was great. You know, Ben Affleck is a great director. You know, and it's a great way to start a conversation. So definitely be as specific and interesting as possible. Absolutely. Like you said, you know, it just makes it easier for someone to engage you and just uh, keep a conversation going. So that's wonderful. What do you well, What do you think of women initiating, you know, contact with men online? What, what are your thoughts oh, on that? I am all for it. I think um, I, I I don't know why women don't do that more, because mm-hmm. the truth is that you know when you get, when a woman gets online, you know she, men will email her, you know. But what if those men aren't her type? What if she's not finding what she's looking for? Sometimes it's nice to be able to, to search yourself and find a few men that you have in common with who fit your criteria and you fit their criteria. Why not shoot them an email and say? Hey, I, you know, I, I liked your profile. Let me know if you'd like to chat. You know, that there's just nothing wrong with that. And in this day and age, I think it's a perfectly legitimate thing to do. You know, and if you're old-fashioned and you don't like to make the first move, it's okay. I mean, he can still do the asking out. I just think it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's important to, you know, when you're online, you're not, you're not going out yet. All you're really doing is seeing is, is there a reason to even meet this person. You're starting a conversation. And there's nothing wrong with a woman starting a conversation. And and I know women, a lot of women who've done this, and they've they've had great success with it. You know, if even if you just pick a few men and email them, you have a much and and men love to get emails from women because you know they get online, they get tired of emailing women and not getting responses. It's like, ooh, someone emailed me, sweet. You know, I have a you know, let's see what this woman's all about. Absolutely. So. Oh, I I agree with you, full fold. I mean, it's it's just a much more empowered way of you know going about this and. Um, you know, and it, yeah, absolutely. Um, and you know, your your book is a whole chapter discussing analyzing a man's profile, and you know, again, a whole chapter devoted to that. Just share one of your points with our listeners in terms of how how does one go about analyzing a man's profile? 
Yeah, I mean, you can't you can't tell that much about a person from a profile, but you can at least get a, a little bit of a picture. And sometimes you can see, you can find, are there certain red flags you should avoid? So I tend to, I tell women to, you know, I tell people to forgive if, if the other person's profile is a little generic or boring. But what I say to look for is um, look for anything that's negative. If, if you know, mm. somebody writes a lot of negative things, and you know, don't email me if you're a drama queen or don't email me if you're a jerk or, you yeah. know, I, I don't want any drama or I, you know, you know, I don't like links only emails, you know, if they get really demanding or if they're negative, I just say, you know, you know, run away. And so um, you can also tell um, a lot about a man by what he talks about in his profile. You know, if he, you know, mentions 10 different interests but talks mostly about his dogs, you know he's a dog lover. You know, whereas a guy might own dogs but never mention them in his profile. Maybe he has dogs but he's not like his life doesn't revolve around dogs. And so you can tell a lot about a person by what they do talk about um, or what they choose to elaborate on in their profile. Absolutely. You know, your book, and again, I, I love how it, you know, it has a whole chapter discussing emailing. So it's, you know, first you're reaching out or you're responding and then, you know, emailing. So there's a whole chapter discussing, you know, the emailing while you're dating online. And, again, um, just one of your guidelines. It would be great to share one of your guidelines with our listeners in terms of, um, you know, the most effective way to go about emailing, you know, before meeting online. Yeah, you know, I think, you know, it, it can – Emailing can be kind of nerve-wracking, and, and if you're a guy, you know, emailing lots of women and not getting a response can be very frustrating. And so what I tell people yeah. to do is kind of streamline the process. Keep your email simple and short, mm-hmm. but specific. And so if you're interested in somebody, you can say, you know, you know, hi, you know, I, I noticed in your profile you mentioned that you loved um, the movie Tommy Boy. I, Tommy Boy is like a really silly comedy with Chris Farley and David Spade. And you could say, I absolutely love silly comedies. Also, um, you know, let me know if you'd like to chat. Sincerely, you know, you can put your name or your handle. That's it. It doesn't have to be long. It doesn't have to be complicated. But it should be polite. It should be personalized. And um, that's it. I think that's great. You know what I do, Christy, is I also suggest, I don't know what you think about this, I also suggest our clients go ahead and ask a question in that email. Again, just like you said before, yes. in terms of engaging in conversation, the whole point is to make it easy to, you know, for the other person to come back and, you know, say something to you. So I think, you know, like you said, keep it concise. Um, you consider, you know, asking a question, you know, inviting inviting a response um, and, and continuing that conversation. But, um you know, now now meeting, right? So you state in your book that many women miss out. This is actually a quote that I wanted to pull out and, and share with our listeners. Many women miss out on potential Mr. Right by expecting chemistry to develop on the meet and greet. And I think that is, you know, I think that's a very insightful comment, so I wanted to actually pull it out directly and also ask you to expand on that a little bit. Yeah, I, um, I'm really glad you brought that up because that's a huge issue um, in online dating for women. Men often not as much because often they feel at least a little bit of chemistry just by seeing a woman's picture or, you know, sometimes that's all it takes for a man. But sometimes women, they may like a picture, but they may not feel chemistry yet until they get to know a guy a little bit. So she can go on a meet and greet and be like, mm, I don't feel chemistry and then give up on him. And I think that's a shame yeah. because if she likes him, and he's a cool guy, 
I think that um, if she gives it another date, maybe two, then she'll know for sure if, if she feels chemistry or not for them. It takes longer. You know, you can't look at somebody's um, online profile and, and then meet them briefly for coffee and expect chemistry to develop that quickly. It often takes a lot longer. I know it does for me, and it does for a lot of other women. Now, a lot of women who are happily married say, you know, I, I liked him when I first met him, but I really wasn't attracted right away. But I was after I got to know him a little bit. So I tell women, just you know, give it a, a couple of dates before you nix him. <laughs> you know, That's don't expect chemistry absolutely. right away. Absolutely. And again, I think, you know, quickly, I think sometimes people, you know, it's sort of, it's like black or white, right? Yes, no, or, you know, so we're not, right. it's a continuum of everything, right? So it's right. certainly a you're completely unattracted to, man or woman, you know. Um, okay, you know, maybe that's a non-starter. But somewhere between that and, like, you know, head over, heels fold over, there's a middle ground there. And so it sounds like what you're saying is, hey, if if it's in the middle ground, give it a little time. It's not, you know, give it a little time and interaction. And it's, it's, if it's, it's going to increase, decrease, or stay the same, and, you know, why miss out on the chance of it increasing? So give, yeah. it, give it a little time. Yeah, I, I, you know, very wise, I think. Um yeah, I really appreciate you sharing your insights with us, Christy. Again, you know, they've been very interesting, and, you know, I find them very insightful. Is there, is there any last thought or, you know, take-home message that you'd like to leave our listeners with? Yeah, absolutely. Um, if you're online dating, um, give yourself a break. Um, it can be uh, challenging. It can be difficult, and it can be foreign if you're not used to it. You have to change your expectations and, and realize that online dating is a whole different ballgame. Go in with kind of an adventurous attitude. Um, don't worry if you meet a bunch of wrong people. It's all part of the experience. And just be open-minded. You never know who you're going to meet. I love that. Um, thank you so much, Christy. It's been a pleasure having you on. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's great. And uh, everybody, in case you joined us late or would like to share the show with people in your life, I'd like to remind you that today's radio show will be archived and available as a podcast on Intersections Match's website, which is www.intersectionsmatch.com. Christy, we still have you. Is there a website um, if people would like to check out, uh, to learn more about your book or, you know, check out uh, anything more about you? What, can you share a website with our listeners as well? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I'm at christyhartman.com, C-H-R-S-T-I-E, and I do have a blog filled with free advice. You know, come join us. You know, tell us your experiences. Ask a question. Maybe we'll answer it for you. And, uh, yeah, that's where you can find me. Wonderful. Thank you, Christy. appreciate everyone hanging out with us, and make sure to join us for next month's show. Take care, everyone.
guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VGW group. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.